Hello everyone, welcome to Men on Fire. My name is Mike Wren, a former mechanic and engineer turned transformational teacher. And each week I'll deliver an inspiring message to help you excavate those repressed inner negative feelings and install new thoughts that will finally allow you to truly become the person you were born to be. Hey, one more thing before we get going. Are you feeling stressed, anxious, or frustrated these days? If you are, and you'd like a little help, go to calendly.com forward slash soul mechanic booking and book a 15 minute clarity call with me absolutely free. That's calendly, C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y.com forward slash soul mechanic hyphen booking. Also, if you're looking for an accomplished public speaker to speak in person or virtually at your next event or meeting, I can help you out there too. Okay, let's get on with the show. Welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of Men on Fire here on Soul Mechanic TV and Soul Mechanic Radio. On today's episode, I want to talk about seemingly everyone's favorite topic these days, and that's anxiety. Yes, that's right. I get that asked many times of me, like, how do you deal with with what's going on, Mike? How come you're not so anxious? And I always seem to be so anxious. So how, how do we deal with the anxiety, the fear, the, the struggle, and my obsessive mind? Uh, I just can't keep over, not overthinking things. And case in point, I was a couple nights ago or a couple afternoons ago, I was at a friend's barbecue. And of course, with the COVID-19 pandemic happening, there hasn't been many opportunities to get together with friends this year. And luckily, the weather cooperated. We were outside. We were, you know, appropriately socially distanced for the most part. And, um, you know, five of these friends of mine I've known for 44 years. So um, I know them well. It was great to see them again. Unfortunately, there was also a couple of people there that were very anxious about that situation that they were even close to other people, even though we were outside and, you know, for the most part, like I said, staying quite a bit distance, social distancing properly. So it still brought out some anxiety and some of the conversations that ensued about the um, coronavirus and uh, COVID-19. I could tell that they were very anxious of, of everything that's happening. Um, they're watching a little bit too much of the news probably digesting and ingesting all the nuances of every little thing that's happening on TV and in the news and of course that leads to becoming anxious because it's predominantly pretty negative news and I know you need to know and I probably watch 15-20 uh, minutes uh, of the news every day to catch up on the headlines so I know what's happening in the world but I don't allow it to consume me and I don't uh, allow it to take over my life and enough to make me feel really anxious. So how do we overcome our anxiety then? Well, the real simple answer is just stop worrying about it. And I know that's such a simple thing, isn't it? But really worry is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do but it doesn't get you anywhere. 
So, you know, if you could worry enough to solve the uh, COVID problem and, and develop a vaccine, then hey, I'd worry with you. But we can't. We have to let others that are more qualified than us to go ahead and work on that and get those things done. So I don't worry about that. I don't stress about that. But I understand uh, that people do because our minds are definitely skewed towards picking up negative things. And that comes from our uh, amygdala in the deep inside our brain that is kind of the reptilian part of the brain that from years and years and thousands and thousands of years ago that we always had to survive, survival uh, of ourselves, of uh, our tribes. And that was, we were always looking for danger. So those are negative things. So our mind is constantly, or a portion of our mind is constantly looking for negative things. We're scanning people's faces as we walk up to them. Not so much with the masks now, difficult, isn't it? But, you know, for some kind of look that that person would give us that makes us feel Mm -mm, I don't know about this person or you know they look very friendly you know smiling and that sort of thing even without thinking about it or realizing it that's what's going on in in the background so it's quite normal for us to be negative and to think negative thoughts because we're always on the outlook for things that could harm us so that's fine but we have to also realize that and don't keep feeding the fire and keep stoking and throwing logs on the fire to keep this negative and anxious fire burning at such an intense level so most people when they're so anxious they're actually trying to stop something they're trying to stop something from happening or stop themselves from doing something but really when they're, all they're trying to do is stop something. They're so pent up about it, they're actually becoming more anxious. It just breeds more anxiety because you're while you're trying to stop it, you're realizing, I, I can't stop this. So you're actually getting more anxious. And as a soul and life coach uh, in my business, Infinite Success Academy, I, I tell people to turn it around the other way and start asking yourself, what I must begin to do and start recognizing patterns of unhelpful and unhealthy thinking because they only bring up more anxiety. So today I have seven big ideas to help you get rid of some of the unhealthy and unhelpful thinking. Now, it's going to be a little bit like a, a, a mini coaching course here, okay? Um, I'm going to bring these ideas out to you and I have a little couple examples. Uh, actually, I have them written down right here in front of me on some of my coaching pages that I give out to folks and we'll just go through that. I'll ask you to do a little bit something on each one. So number one is predicting the future. And we all, I mean, we all do all seven of these things, but we do this one quite a bit, don't we? So we say to ourselves, what could go wrong now? What could go wrong with what I'm doing? I mean, something could go wrong no matter what you do, right? I mean, you could get up uh, and get yourself a glass of water and you stub your toe. So if you constantly think of things that could go wrong, that in itself, of course, is negative thinking and probably unhealthy and unhelpful in the long term. So you can't constantly think that everything you're going to do, there's something going to go wrong because... Don't forget 
that I also coach that thoughts become things. And the more you think negatively, negativity, negative thoughts, then you will also bring those thoughts to fruition because your mind is thinking that and you're putting that out to the universe and it helps uh, attract those things to you. So I had an example here, for example, uh, on here on one of my coaching pages. For example, you predict the future by assuming that you'll perform poorly at a job interview. I think we've all done that. Or you assume that someone will reject you before you even ask them out on a date. And that's another common one. And what I'd like you to do for each one of these examples, starting now, is think about or write down, if you're able to, if you're at home, you could grab a piece of paper and a pen, pencil and write this down, uh, to write down the last time that you predicted the future in an unrealistic or unhelpful way. So think about that or write it down. If you happen to be driving your car right now or you're indisposed and can't do that, come back and listen to this podcast or watch the video on YouTube again and you can go through these quickly and fast forward and go through these quickly and then find out what you should do and think about that and write those things down so that it helps you realize later how to stop some of that unhealthy and unhelpful thinking which leads to anxiety. So we'll go ahead and go on with number two. Big idea is mind reading. So you're trying to read other people's minds. What are they thinking of me or what I did or what I wore or how I look? You know, this is another so common one, right? We're constantly doing that and, and worried about what others thinking about us. And with social media, that's a huge one because it's the instant uh, gratification of posting something on Instagram, Facebook, and, and, you know, oh my God, somebody didn't respond, you know, quick enough, or what are they thinking? Or they said something that maybe in our view is negative, but really they were trying to give us some constructive criticism. But when you write it down in a post, on a text, there's no tonal inflection. There's no, um, you can't tell uh, what their facial expressions were. So they may have meant it in a different way. And we've all you know, read messages that we said were a little bit taken aback and they really didn't mean it in that context, right? So an example of this, for example, is, I love this one, because I've had it happen. Um, <laughs> my boss thinks I'm stupid. <laughs> and I'm sorry for laughing, but honestly, like you think of that just because they may roll their eyes and, you know, turn and walk away. But many times it's because they just heard that message before, or they've heard that saying before, especially when you just start a job and you're asking maybe silly questions in their eyes, right? But they don't really think you're stupid. It just, they just, you know, go, oh my God, that question again type thing. Or my work colleague is ignoring me, but he or she just has other things on their mind. And that happens as well. And you all, you all know that. I mean, our personal life affects us at work too. So what's happening in our lives, we have no idea what's happening in other people's lives when we talk to them and we meet them or we go to work and, and converse with, with our coworkers and peers. We don't know really what's going on in their personal lives. So 
little things could really bother them and then they snap or they they um, respond unfavorably but it's not that they don't like you right and so but when you read into it so we start to read their mind what are they what did they think about that what did they not like what I was wearing they didn't like my, my shoes um, I showed them my new car I bought they didn't even like that or it seemed like they didn't like it what so we're overthinking again and we're trying to read their mind and again if you could write down or th at least think about the last time you made an assumption or jumped to a conclusion about what someone else was thinking without any real evidence to suggest it was true and that happens to all of us so write down or think at least think about some some time that happened to you so number three on the list that is unhealthy and unhelpful thoughts that contribute to our anxiety is catastrophizing, which means we're blowing things way out of proportion. We're making mountains out of molehills. And people commonly catastrophize when they're anxious. And when they're anxious about something, they don't know the outcome because, you know, well, we never know. We can't, haven't got a crystal ball. What's, what's going to happen? Uh, someone says something and then, oh God, we sit there and, and stew for a while because, oh my God, what about this? What if that? What if this happened? What if that happened? What if she did that? What if he did that? Then I would say this and then she would say that and then I would say that again. We're playing out a role, uh, a movie in our mind, exchanging words and, oh, I would do this and I would do that. She would do that and I would say this. Like It's, it's so common. That's role playing and that's what we do. But we we build it up to such a level that it's, becomes a catastrophe and the whole thing blows up and you know things are never ever as bad as they seem never if you could just think about it and take stock of what's actually occurring and realize the reality of the situation and that you are 100% responsible for every action you take in your life which causes the results by the way then you just have to relax, think about what you need to do next, and then act appropriately. And for example, I have here written on one of my coaching forums is assuming someone hates you because they didn't reply to your text within 10 seconds. We touched on that a little bit ago too, didn't we? Or you expect to lose your job because of a simple mistake that you've made. And I know people that have said that, oh my God, I hope I don't get fired. I, I just did this. I say, you kidding? Like people make those silly mistakes all the time. Yeah, but you know, uh, they let somebody go three years ago for something else. And well, you don't know that scenario and you don't know that person's production or what they did or how they were looked upon as an employee. But you do know you and you're probably a pretty good uh, worker or employee and very valued. So by making a silly mistake, that doesn't mean you're going to get fired, right? So again, if you could write down or at least think about the last time that you blew something completely out of proportion in your mind and how did you feel afterwards so number four on the big list of things that you make us think unhealthy thoughts and unhelpful thoughts that cause anxiety is focusing on the negative and we touched a little bit on that near the beginning didn't we so we're focusing solely on negative things. And of course, 
as we mentioned, you know, we're wired that way. We're wired as human beings because we are, um, you know, still part of the animal kingdom, really, in that regard. And animals are always looking out for for negative things too. I mean, just the other day, and I'm I'm so blessed to be able to live with my wife here at a waterfront home, and we were on the front porch facing the water, and we have some rocks that uh, kind of jut out, and the water level is getting a little lower now this time of year, and then about four or five geese were on this rock, and overhead flew a bald eagle. Beautiful sight to see, and then it flew by and kind of I disappeared in the trees. I couldn't see it anymore but then it circled back. And these geese that were on this rock, they had their bills tucked into their wings. They were kind of like having an afternoon nap, um, relaxing, resting. Well, when that eagle flew over, man, those necks were straight up and they were squawking and, uh, you know, like taking really close attention to this, you know, bird of prey, probably the, one of the largest birds of prey uh, in the world flying over just in case they maybe were going to become a meal so that's their response too and you know that's but you know what probably within 30 seconds they were back with their bills tucked within their wings so the eagle had left found something else to eat or moved on whatever the case was i couldn't see it because it flew down further down the lake but that goes to show you how quickly because they don't have this constant over obsessive mind thinking about things right so they very quickly became alerted and then relaxed and were totally relaxed right back to where they were but we lose that ability because our mind starts to play out these roles and scenarios that are catastrophic of course as we just talked about and that makes things more negative and breeds these unhealthy thoughts and unhelpful thoughts, which just breeds so much more anxiety. So if we would just calm down a little bit and see what's actually happening and taking place and take stock, then it's not as negative as we think. Yes, so focusing on the negatives, for example, focusing on the one person who doesn't like you rather than the other 20 that do. And once again, if you could uh, think about or write down when was the last time you focused more on the negatives than on the positives and what would you have changed if you hadn't so once again these are all things that uh, will help you uh, by thinking about it or writing this down writing down is best because it's like your mind putting the thoughts on paper and you reread and you really get to think about it so this will help you analyze why did you feel anxious? Why did you have those negative feelings? Why did you have those unhealthy and, and uh, unhelpful thoughts? So let's continue now with number five on the list of seven big ideas to help you deal with anxiety. And that is overgeneralizing. And that is when you focus on one instance where things happened. And uh, we've all done this one too. So somebody does something to you that you know they're let's say they were an asian person and they treated you poorly when you uh, went to an, uh, a chinese food restaurant or something and then the next time you see someone asian you say well the other one was rude they're all rude every one of them so you're painting everyone with the same brush 
And I don't mean to single out Asians, of course. That's just an example that popped into my mind. It could have been, could have been anything from anybody, uh, any uh, race, creed, nationality, sexual orientation, whatever. We, we tend to sometimes think all those people are like that. They're not just you know, good as us, or they don't think the way we do. They're all the same. And that's terrible. That's, that's never the case. You know, I've, I've traveled quite a bit uh, around the world. And I find most people in most countries are very helpful, they're very warm, they're very friendly. Yes, their cultures sometimes are a little bit different. Uh, maybe they yell a little bit more when they talk. Hey, we all know people like that and cultures like that. Maybe they are a little bit straight and to the point. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that either. Uh, we don't always have to beat around the bush and, and uh, expect people to treat us with kick gloves, right? But they still are there to help. They're still, if you ask them, most of them will give them the shirt off their backs to help you out. Yes, there's some undesirable people that perhaps you are very negative, you know, and you don't want to deal with those people. But that's just like here in North America too, isn't it? So it's not the same. You can't paint everybody with the same brush. It just never works out. And that's what we do, what we do when we overgeneralize. And I have an example here that just because one ex-partner cheated on you, you believe that all men or all women are bad. And that happens many times that, and you know, I even had that, that same fleeting thoughts of assumption when after uh, my separation from my, my wife that I, and I dated a, a few other women and things weren't working out. And there were similar instances that kind of took place in all those three scenarios. And I would say, well, they're, you know, women are all the same. They're, you know, deep down, they're all sisters. They're all the same. They think the same way. But I didn't realize until I, there was more reflection that it was me, the way I was, that was causing the same reaction from those women that were, you know, they grew up in the same societies right around here. So they had the same uh, beliefs and uh, viewpoints and, and things. But I was the trigger there, right? I was the common denominator. So you can't just blame everybody for those sorts of things. And that's the example I have there for overgeneralizing. And once again, if you could take a moment to think about or write down how did you feel about yourself or the world, the last time that you overgeneralize a situation or a group of people. Okay, we're going to move on to number six on the list of seven big ways to help you get deal with your anxiety and get rid of some of those unhelpful and unhealthy thoughts. And the number six is worst case scenario thinking. We constantly think of the worst case scenario and we excuse me, we try to predict the worst case, don't we? It's, again, it goes a little bit back to reading someone's mind, but we try to predict what's going to happen and our minds constantly go to the most negative outcome. And I, I mean, have you noticed that a lot of this focuses on negativity, right? We go to the most negative outcome first as the worst case scenario that could happen. And we figure that out. But you know what? Even if you do that, then that's the worst case. And rarely 
uh, it's probably less than 1% of the time that the worst case scenario actually takes place. So 99% of the time with all the things that are happening to you in your life is not the worst case scenario you're thinking of. So stop obsessing about it. Stop worrying about it. Relax a little. Take it a little easy. You do not have to worry that it's always going to be the worst case scenario. Because once again, when you keep thinking that, you're going to bring that to you. It'll happen. And then you're just proving to yourself that thoughts do become things, right? And if that's happening, you've got a string of, of what you're calling bad luck of things happening to you all the time. You are creating it. We're one of the most, the universe's most ultimate creating machines. We create our own future. We can create our own future as we move forward with our thoughts, our beliefs and our beliefs and perceptions in life. And you have the power to change that around. So by thinking of the worst case scenario, that's what you will receive. So I have here written down for an example, you're asking to give a presentation to a group of people and you think I'm going to get in there and completely mess this up. Even though you've given many successful presentations in the past. So there's another good point. How many good things have you done? We've all done, uh, we lose confidence, although we've done something 20 times and done very successfully. Everything went, out, went off without a hitch. And then we have one bad presentation and oh my God, like, you know, it's the worst case scenario next time. It's going to happen again. It's going to happen again and again. I, I, I can't get this out of my mind. Well, it probably is going to happen again if that's what you're focusing on. Think back to your successes, all the things you were successful at and what you were able to confidently do. That will help you think about how you can move forward in the future. And once again, if you could think about or write down this question to ask yourself, it will help you reflect and help you deal with this worst case scenario thinking. How did you feel the last time you imagined the worst case scenario of either a situation or a set of circumstances you were facing? Now, the last one big idea that will help you get rid of some of these unhealthy and unhelpful thoughts to control your anxiety. Number seven is labeling. And by that, I mean, you actually give yourself a label. So the words I am, and often, short, uh, often sh uh, shortened to I'm, right? I'm anxious. That tells you that you're anxious. But if you don't say that, if you say, no, I'm a positive thinker. I'm somebody who moves forward in my life. I look for new avenues where I can succeed. I've had past successes. That's who I am. If you say you're anxious, and you're obsessively thinking and you accept the worst case scenarios will always come true. That's what you're creating. Once again, you can create your life and what you tell yourself you are, you are, especially when it comes out in words. Thoughts are one thing. When it comes out in words, then it starts to become truth because you're listening to it and you're telling yourself you're that. And you're the most important person in your life. Listen to you. Don't listen to others. You don't need anybody else's approval. 
to do anything or be anything in life. You just need yours. So don't obsess about those things that you're calling yourself. And, you know, for example, I wrote down here, I'm always anxious, even though this is not always the case, or I'm not good enough because you failed at something, even though there are many other things that you're good at. So it's just what we talked about, isn't it? So if you could think about or write down what labels do you currently define yourself by and are they complementing your life? If not, which ones do you need to dump? So once again, these little excerpts at the end of all these seven things will help you deal with these unhealthy and unhelpful thoughts, which are creating your anxiety. So these are ways to help you deal with your anxiety, at least in the short term, and hopefully you'll be able to move forward and uh, get comfortable with feeling uncomfortable, especially in today's society. Many times we're uncomfortable, you know, we gotta put our masks on to go to a store and those sorts of things. We have to get comfortable with that. We don't know how long this will last, Maybe it'll never change. Maybe um, this time next year, it's, it's very similar to what we were experiencing prior to the virus. So you can't really get rid of anxiety. It kind of, it kind of creeps up on us because it's a feeling. But anxiety doesn't exist in the physical world. If I tell you to go out there and get me a bucket of anxiety, you're going to bring me an empty bucket. Because in the physical world, anxiety or stress doesn't exist, but they're feelings created by the way we think. And the way we think causes the way we feel. And the way we feel causes the way we act. And the way we act gives us the results we get in our life. So these feelings and emotions are a huge, huge part of this. They're actually like the huge lever that you need to pull in order to feel a certain way or to, to have things happen. So you need to try to move forward. And Einstein's one of Einstein's famous quotes that I quote quite often is, nothing happens until something moves. And I know he was thinking about more in a scientific uh, aspect of this, but still, it's the same thing. We're, we're, we're all molecules and, and energy, and, th and that's all we are. And nothing we can... We can't make changes in our life until we move, until we move forward. Sitting on the couch, eating a bunch of chips, watching seven seasons of, of Netflix, um, you know, that's not going to help your unhealthy and unhelpful thinking or your anxiety, is it? I'm not saying that that's not something you could do once on a blue moon, but every day is not good for you. So, you have such great strength in your abilities more than you ever imagine. If you could just harness that, stop that negative thinking, think more positive thoughts. I know, and I'm not trying to be really uh, on the positive thought bandwagon here, but honestly, they're much better than negative thoughts. So why not switch and think more positively and think about back to your past successes instead of your impending doom and failure. So I hope that having this discussion and if you uh, at least think about or write down some of those things that uh, we talked about at the end of those seven big ideas this will help you get rid of those some of those unhealthy and unhelpful thoughts and help curb your anxiety and i hope this message 
comes through to you and it helps you in some way. And I look forward to seeing you again here on Soul Mechanic TV and Soul Mechanic Radio. Bye for now. Hey, are you having trouble living the life of your dreams? Guess what? You're not the problem. It's not that you're not smart enough, deserving enough, or even hardworking enough. The problem is that you haven't yet installed the one key belief that will change everything. Want to know what it is? You're the one. That's right. You are the one. The world is waiting for you to give it that one special gift that only you possess. Want to find out more? Head to my website at micaren.com to order my new trilogy, You're the One. The first two books are available together in an omnibus book with the exciting final installment of the series available soon. And while you're there, download a free ebook or two to help make a difference in your life today. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. As always, keep what feels good and dump what doesn't. And remember, live without judgment, give without expectation, and love for no reason. Follow those three simple expressions and you'll be well on your way to an inspirational, intentional, and successful life. Until next time, you're the one.